It was the first day of February, and I was on my way to a Valentine's dance. Hey, I like to come early. I was in the down part of town, which was pretty sobering, especially as the drunks hadn't sobered up from the night before. My name's Bond. Wanarby Bond. I'm five foot ten, weigh in at too many pounds, and I'm dynamite in tricky situations. It's a hereditary medical condition that may be terminal. As I walked through the door of the spicy and hot nightclub, I could hear the sounds of the reluctant virgins' all-female rock band playing. They were famous for their brass section. The oral sax player was unbelievable. A full-size Barbie doll was standing at the door, but when I looked more closely, I recognized most of her accessories had once belonged to Pamela Anderson. But hey, I'm not complaining. I like sharing community property. Anyway, her dress was so short it was almost out of sight, her hair out of place, and so was my imagination. I said, Hi there, dollface. Is this the place for sex, drugs, and rock and roll? She looked me up and down, noting where I placed my ID, and said, Well, the sex is DIY, the drugs are BYO, and the music is rhythm and blues. That's okay, I said. I'm Catholic, and whenever I forget the rhythm method, it makes me blue anyhow. She laughed, and it set my XY chromosomes looking for partners. <laughs> I began to walk in, but she said, Hey, we're pretty fussy who we let in here, and you look like a girl I'd like to forget. Now, I'd heard this kind of talk before. It sounded cheap and nasty, just how I like it. I could see we were going to get on great. It was a square sort of dive. Even the female impersonators were women. Everyone was in disguise. And in the dark, it was hard to tell those guys from those gals unless you used Braille. And I know from experience, that gets you into trouble. It turned out the dame's name was Trixie, and boy did she live up to it. I asked her to dance, and as we sashayed our bodies, meshed to the cadenza of poker machines. She clung to me like poison ivy, and there were parts of me getting a rash. I asked her if she wanted a drink. Sure, she said. An Elvis Presley special. This was new to me until she added, I want to be all shook up. Now, this is an invitation you don't get too often, so I began to maneuver her toward the bar. We kept bumping into other couples who had got stuck playing leapfrog when she suddenly gasped and ran from the dance floor. Hey, what's the big idea? Ditching me in front of strangers, I asked her, pulling her towards me so that we looked like Siamese twins. I'm sorry, Wanabi, she crooned, but my boyfriend has just walked in. I turned and saw a big dude with most of his DNA missing. He strutted over and stood in front of me like a towering inferno. His belly was so big his trousers hung on hope, barely covering his faith and having little to do with charity. 
It was difficult to realize he was the product of a million years of civilization. I could see the glint of a knife in the top of his socks and knew it wasn't there as part of a designer label. Hey, pal. Let me introduce myself. My name's Lofty Heights. And if you don't leave my girlfriend alone, you will find yourself with more bumps and grinds on your body than a veteran stripper. He said... Sure, Lofty, I said. We got a loft back home, too, and like you, it's a big, empty space. He growled like a centipede with new shoes and came at me like a kamikaze pilot with attitude. I knew I was in trouble when my goosebumps went AWOL. I went for my gun in its usual hiding place, but it was a bad time to find I had a hole in my knickers. You can't hit me, I sneered. Don't you know I'm a woman? He stopped in his tracks, thinking it over. I made my move. Piff! Bam! Ba-boom! Batman would have been proud of me. Kaplunk! Kazam! I shouted again in full voice. But still, he kept coming. He used his Jackie Chan moves, and I counteracted with Charlie's Angels. It was a close call. He had me in a half-Nelson, bent over double, and I felt my eyeballs were going to pop. And then it happened. Dynamite. He backed away, gagging. Hey, that's below the belt. He spluttered, holding his hand over his nose, and I was happy to agree. My medical condition had struck in the nick of time. I looked around the room. It was empty. All but for Trixie. She was looking at me with stars in her eyes. Wow, you're some mover-shaker, she said with admiration. A few minutes later, as we propped up the bar. So, Wanarby, how do you make your crust? I'm a P.E., I told her. A pest exterminator. Hey! That accounts for the strange smell. Well, that's one way of describing it, I agreed. But I prefer to think of myself as a private eye. Oh, a peeping Tom. Why, what a turn-on. She said with a shiver of anticipation that made all her body parts move in different directions. I could feel the electricity between us fusing. I made my pitch. Fancy coming back to my place for a game of tiddlywinks, I asked. I'll get you tiddly and you can wink wink. Why, I can think of better ways to use the time. You know, my hands are my weapons of mass instruction. She came up close to me and her perfume smelled like invitation. Well, Trixie, I have a few tricks of my own, I said, and I do so like sharing. She gave me a smile as big as Texas and snuggled in closer. You know, Wanabi, when I go from here, I usually play Mick Jagger's I Don't Get No Satisfaction, but I don't think I'll be playing it tonight. She crooned with a girlish giggle. We walked out of the club and out of the story. The moral of which is, women are clever bitches. 
and no man should mess with us. You have been listening to the Valentine Day Massager, a Wanabi Bond adventure by Brianda Cross. It was performed by Julie Hoverson, Brianda Cross, and John Cross. More information and links to Julie Hoverson's website and Facebook page may be found at our Fast Fiction podcast site. Thank you.